Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Key not happy. His Lakers go down with all the star power on the floor. Key, think about it. Tobias Harris, of all the star power on the floor last night, Tobias Harris, game winner, player, three though. seconds to a very good play. They're a good player, played great under Doc before, and so Doc knows what to do with him. He's probably hit that shot in practice a million times, and so he had the confidence to knock it down. But look, man, it's one game, man. Ten and one on the road. We good, Jay. We Y'all good, fine. 100. We fire, yeah. homie, all day long. We fire, fire, fire. But, Jay, man, you, you sent me a text about, I don't know, earlier this morning, some dude on a train dressed up like Chucky in New York City going around harassing people. I don't, like, this is why New York is at times weird to me. Like, who does that? Key, I've seen some of the craziest stuff on trains when I would take the subway, the uh, back and forth sometimes from JC to the city and when I was in the city. So it's a video of Chucky, and he's just going around, like, <laughs> like humping people, like, on people. I don't know what he's doing. but like, And people start, like, literally, he is trying to fight people on the train. See, I, I hate Chucky. I, I've had this thing with me since I've been a little boy. If I saw him... I might have to fight him. Like, y'all might see me straight up fight Chucky on this train, Key. I, I, I can't do it. But I don't Chucky, like dolls. I can't do Chucky. But Chucky is a possessed doll. That's not real. It's a, it's it a, seemed real on the damn train. It's a doll, man. It ain't real. I don't know what that dude on the train was doing. It was funny, but it was it's that weird New York thing, I think. I mean, you know, think about it. I watch a lot of, you know, crime shows and stuff like that. Chucky's not going to spook me. Zubin, like I'm not, what? it's a doll. I kick Key, that doll on the other side of the, and keep it moving. <laughs> Put it in the river and keep it going. I'm more worried about somebody. Now, if you told me somebody was on a train with a hockey mask and a machete, that's something different because those are really, that stuff there is real. You got fools running around that do stuff like that, but dolls ain't going. This is a real person, though, Key. This is a real person with a Chucky mask on on the PATH train. No, I saw like, it. How would you have reacted? How would you have reacted if a, little, if, a, if a person with a Chucky doll mask on came up to you and literally was all over you trying to steal your purse or trying to steal your wife's purse? How would you react? I probably would push it out the way. I mean, whatever. <laughs> push, push him? Yeah, him or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be like, I probably would think it's a joke. I'm going to kick too. him. I'm going to kick him. No, I'm going to kick him. I probably I, would I'm think it's right a joke. And, and so it, something obviously is going on upstairs for somebody to do something like that. <laughs> now, I'd always joke with Zubin about the individuals that dress up in the characters on in the middle of Times Square or Hollywood Boulevard. That's a little bit different. They're out there earning money and, you know, trying to live a little bit. This dude on the train, I don't know what the hell he was doing. You got to check this video out. On that tip, it uh, just reminds me of uh, when you mentioned Chucky. It's Super Bowl week next week in Tampa. When is Gruden coming up? With was the that Chuck Gruden on the train? Is that what you're Man, saying? Man, that, 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 that would be – Evan would have to book that to find out if Gruden – I don't – he might be on vacation. I, you know, a lot of times – Maybe you, he's on the subway. But you – oh, gosh. <laughs> you you got to think – yeah, Chucky. Yeah, um, you got to think Is it that, Gruden or Evan on the subway? Oh, wow. I don't know if it's Gruden Pat, or Evan on the wow. subway. Pat, wow, jumping in with the zingers, yeah. Pat. You got to think after the way the season went for Gruden – he ain't trying to come on those sports talk shows. Nope. That's for damn sure. Uh-uh. He wants to get away, and he's probably down at the Senior Bowl looking at talent to try to help their roster out a lot because they need some help. Indeed. Todd McShay's at the Senior Bowl. He's going to join us here 
in six minutes. You heard that great call from the Tobias Harris shot the game winner on 97.5, the Fanatic. So LeBron lamented the shooting wasn't great down the stretch, and Tobias Harris hit that big shot. And it's got to feel good for Doc, right? We thought Doc and LeBron last year, Lakers Clippers. Instead, we get Doc and LeBron, and it's the Lakers and the Sixers. But there was nobody more hot after yesterday's game because, you know, if you're LeBron, man, you get all the calls because you're LeBron James. And even if you're a superstar just one notch below, you ain't the king. So Joel Embiid found out the hard way. You may have heard when you were with us at the top of the hour. He really thought he should get some calls that he wasn't getting. I got news for you, Joel. You ain't LeBron. And joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, Joel in Philly. Hey, you guys won the game. What are you so upset about? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, you look at it. It's a very dangerous play. You know, if there was me, I guarantee you I would have probably been ejected from the game, which is, you know, happened in the past. And if you compare that with the one that I got called a little later, I might have hit him, but I don't think I touched him that much. Wait, Joel, wait. You fell on your back like your shoulders. Why'd you hold your lower back? I mean, you were down on the floor for like five minutes. What was going on? Well, Jay, it's a, it's a long fall when you're seven foot. I don't know how high you have jumped in your earlier career, but I was up very high and LeBron's very tall. Well, watching the video, Joe, it did not look to me that LeBron even touched you. It looked more like Casal pushed you in the back. Why did you try and blame LeBron? Well, uh, if you look at the video again, he pushed me in my chest like he was jamming me on a line of scrimmage. So <laughs> I fell. I, what do you expect me to do? All right, Joel. How, hey. how, wait, 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 wait. How come you're not wearing a hazmat suit anymore, Joel? Like, really? Is everything okay now? I need a new version. Oh boy. Hey, last thing for you. What about the level of disrespect Jay Will just threw at you? He just unveiled the MVPs, his like first quarter MVPs, if you will. He's got you a two, bro. That's okay. It's a long season. Uh, you know, we're we're we still number one in the East, and at the end of the season, I like to I like my odds, honestly. Last thing, I always ask you this: You cool with Simmons still? Oh yes, that's Ben. Me and Ben, we're we're very good friends, and you know, thanks to Doc. Everything is everything right now. Right. That's a lie. We got you. Joel <laughs> everything MB. is everything. Everything is everything. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Appreciate it. Bye. He does such an amazing Joel Embiid impression. I can't. Right on the Goodyear hotline, man. Everybody on the Goodyear hotline. Man, LeBron hotline. didn't even. Man, that dude. LeBron barely touched him. And it, it, that's, all, that's anything, what I'm trying to tell you, Key. It looked like Mark pushed him in the back. So when you hit him right in that lower back area, you do that. Now you can easily make somebody lose control. I mean, that is what you're taught to do if you're a good receiver. When you go to break down, if I hit you right in that side, uh, if I just barely on that hip do that, you're going to be able – you're going to fly the other way. I just – I don't know. Maybe he wanted LeBron to get it just – and then it looked like he got killed, K-I-L-T, while he was on the floor. And, Keith, the best part about it, he then falls, he gets up a little bit later, and then he gets a flagrant one because he elbows Anthony Davis in the face on a swipe through. So – it's like, hey, there's a little bit of payback from Joel Embiid as well. It all works itself out. Lakers Celtics, by the way, I'm sure Jay knows this. He's all over the NBA coverage here for us at what ABC. What makes you think I'm not over it? Well, I'm just saying he's on ABC ESPN. Oh, well, well. Uh. <laughs> uh, Saturday night, Lakers Celtics. I mean, obviously, it's a since the Lakers won the championship last year and then finally tied Boston at 17, obviously, everybody knows about the great rivalry. Saturday night, primetime, Lakers Celtics. How about that? That'll be good. That'll be a good game. I think the Celtics will give them – a challenge and you know it'll be fun to see it'll be fun to see them go up against each other but I think the Lakers will have too much you know it's too much manpower 
Well, Jalen Jalen Brown is a guy. He'll guard LeBron James, and you know, Zubin, it's so funny on, on in the basketball sphere. Everybody keeps trying to say, "Well, Jason Tatum is playing just like Kobe because they worked out," and that is so <laughs> wrong from reality. Like Jason Tatum in his second year, work, before his second year, worked out with Kobe and then tried to implement a lot of Kobe's like MVP like moments into his game and took a ton of force twos. And, and, and really, efficiency-wise, dropped off the map. His third year, he came back into the league. Last year, when he really exploded, was he added like a step back to his game and actually started shooting way more threes and attacking the rim more and added bulk. So his game is drastically different than Kobe's. I just don't like how people always try to blend those two together because they worked out for a little while. Yeah, but you know how it goes. It, he, he, it, around the NBA as a whole, though, Jay, there's a lot of Kobe's game in a lot of different players just little things uh, from shot selection and mannerisms and shooting the ball so you know you worked out with if I worked out with Jay Will back in when you were in college and playing for the Bulls and I worked out with you first and they said oh he worked out with Jay Will see man he got that mad crossover that's just you know how Mm -hmm. I go it's part of it so we'll see it's a 72 game NBA season we'll see what happens with the second half schedule comes out Jay's advocating to not have an all-star game mid-season break around March 5 through 10 Key, you want to get your thoughts on that Jay adamantly opposed just Atlanta throngs of people well, you need your biggest stars to be present it's a lot of go. stuff throngs. going on in Atlanta <laughs> That's throngs true. it's a lot of uh, how do I want to say it distractions okay in Atlanta on top of health risk mm-hmm. um but is it is it an all-star game in a bubble or is it just not going to be in a bubble? Like, how are they going to do it, Jay, if they do it? Well, I'm, I'm sure there would be some – I mean, a lot of security there, obviously. They would need security. But, I mean, a bubble didn't really stop people from doing what they wanted to do the last time. I mean, you've had so many games. But they really didn't – but let's be fair, though, Jay, in all honesty. It really wasn't – it wasn't – the bubble in Orlando wasn't really like that, right? I mean, you had you had what's his face? He <laughs> he was trying to holler at the employee inside the bubble, and then who somebody left the bubble to go to a funeral, but didn't and made a decision to make a pit stop beforehand. But it wasn't like a mad rush of people leaving the bubble. I know, Key, but that that those were the playoffs. That's the playoffs. I'm. You know, you go through a long year like you did last year, and now you add on this year and the stresses from this year and traveling, and these guys get like six or seven days off. That's that's a difference. All, you know what all star games are like, Key? No, no, that's I like I, Pro Bowls. No, I you know, know I mean? you but go, you go what are they going? You ain't going to work. But are they? They're not allowing fans in. It would just be a a game between the two teams, right? That that don't mean fans ain't flying to Atlanta. Yeah, but if they can't, they can't. Well, I don't know, man. They they shouldn't have it, though, at the bottom line. They probably shouldn't have it. Yeah, last thing I would just say to button it up before we get to the Senior Bowl, the path to the draft for so many of the big college football stars of 2020. The league had actually asked, believe it or not, the league had asked to start the season, as Jay and many people know, they wanted to start the season in a bubble again, and the players said, absolutely not. After what we went through, the mental health, the break, the family, we cannot do it, but right now the NBA is paying the price for it. Man, they be in Atlanta. Ooh, hot Atlanta. From ATL to Mobile, not too far away, Todd McShay, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst, joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. He's at the Senior Bowl, which is actually taking place in Mobile. Everything in the world is taking place on Zoom. He's down there. Todd, there's so many great ways to go here because you got Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Kylan Hill, Kellen Mott, like all these guys. I want to ask you a question that's more anecdotal. I was thinking about this the other day when I knew you were coming on. I understand that 
Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback, was just throwing it up, and he's got all-world guys bringing it down. But when you do your evaluations, and I know Mac has been killing it there at the Senior Bowl, when you do your evaluations, how much stock do you put into the fact that it is really hard and demanding, super challenging to play for Nick Saban, and he nearly played flawless football for maybe the most demanding coach in college football. When you do your makeup, do NFL guys look at that and say, wow, look at that pressure. Yeah, he's got a ton of talent, but look at what he did. Yeah, it's interesting because there's a combination of that and and dealing with what he had to deal with and coming in and starting four games last year when uh, Tua Tungavailoa got injured and throwing two pick sixes in the, in the, the Auburn game early and then battling back and getting him in position. If they, if they made the field goal at the end, they, they tie and they go, they go to overtime, overtime. And then he plays so well against Michigan in the bowl game. And he comes back this year, keeps getting better and better. And we had an early game um, with, with Alabama and Steve Sartesian, the, the offensive coordinator at the time was basically calling him a, you know, He's a game manager. Just stay in his lane, do what he has to do, and then and then we had him like four or five weeks later, and he's like, "This guy is the dude." You know, <laughs> it completely changed in terms of the mentality of of who Mac Jones was, and it was completely because of how he played, and how he took over the job, and the fact that everyone in Tuscaloosa and everyone in Alabama thought that Bryce Young, the five star freshman, was mm-hmm. going to be the the starter and Mac refused to give up the job. And you can see now why he's so intelligent. He's so good inside the pocket. He's so good with his accuracy. And he, you know, Jamie, Jamie Newman, the, um, the transfer from Wake Forest to Georgia, who didn't wind up playing Kelly Mond, um, Felipe Frank, Sam Ellinger, Ian book, who had a great year at Notre Dame. It's so clear watching these quarterbacks who the best quarterback is in this group. And it's Mac Jones. Mm. Mm. So let me ask you this, Todd. Devontae Smith is down there. How does he look to you? Well, he's not playing. But I love the fact that he's here. He and Najee Harris, the the running back from Alabama as well. Najee can't do anything. His his ankle is a grapefruit about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. He can't do anything in physical contact, but he's doing all the things in, you know, like the – the one-on-ones and things where he's not going to get tackled. And he's in the meetings, and the same with Devontae. Devontae's not even in pads, but he's following the wide receiver coach. He's with the offense the, the entire day. He's, he's getting to go and have these one-on-ones. I, I talked to Jim Nagy, who's the executive director of, um, of the Senior Bowl. They spent $12,000 on plexiglass <laughs> so that these guys could actually, for the first time all year long, have one-on-one meetings in person, not on Zoom, not you know, not on the FaceTime or anything else, but in person. And that's why there are 136 players here compared to what usually is about 110, 120 players. All these guys want to be here even if they can't play. There are about nine guys that can't play because of injuries, but they still showed up because they, they want to have these one-on-one meetings and let scouts and general managers, head coaches, coordinators know who they are. Yeah, and, and they go through so many different things down there. I know Devontae Smith is not playing, but he had an opportunity to be weighed and measured but declined exactly. to, to do those things 
Why why would he decline to be weighed and measured? We all know what he is. Yeah, I I know. I I don't know the exact answer for that. To be completely honest, uh, I do know that everyone's going to have their pro day, and and there's not going to be a combine, so everyone's going to get weighed and measured at, at their pro day, and, and he will. He's a skinny guy, you know. He, he's I compared him <laughs> to Marvin Harrison for for the last couple of years, and that's who he is. I mean, he's he's about he's a little over six foot. He's about one hundred and seventy five pounds, and my guess is he's trying to put on a little bit of weight before he gets his height and weight. Measured, you know, probably in, in in three or four weeks from now. Yeah, and Marvin, everybody says Marvin was one seventy five. No, Marvin was about ten pounds, maybe fifteen pounds heavier than Devonte. But Devonte is still young; he's still growing. Yeah, and and so I can certainly as, as we see. Both know, you only put on you only put on pounds as, as the years go on, right? Yeah, exactly. So I certainly can see him getting a little bit thicker. There's a guy that's yeah. been making waves down there out of the University of Oregon who's had some pretty good practices in Thomas Graham. What are you seeing out of him? He's been really good. You know, it's it's been impressive. I'm, they've been so – this is the I, – I, I will say this. Through two practices, this is the most competitive group I've ever seen at the Senior Bowl. I mean, you, Dwayne Eskridge, no one knows who, who this guy is from Western Michigan. He's going to be a, a top 50 pick. He, he has been an absolute star. Nico Collins, a wide receiver from Michigan who opted out this year, uh-huh. he's a lot like you are, you know, 6'4", 215, physical, has speed to get over the top, but wins the, the 50-50 ball a lot. Sage Sherratt, from, um, Sherratt from, from Wake Forest has had a really good week as well. I mean, there, there are so many good players here. The one-on-ones and the seven-on-sevens, have been so much fun to watch because the DBs are actually really good and the wide receiver group is as good as I can ever remember in 23 years of covering the Senior Bowl. Well, I'm glad you said 23 years because ain't nobody ever going to be better than 1996. I don't give a damn what you say. (laughs) I started in 99, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Todd, Adam Schefter has speculated that there are up to 18 quarterbacks that could move teams this offseason. With all these QBs potentially available, free agency and in trade, how does that affect how many QBs we'll see going first? It's a great question. I, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you, you got Jacksonville at one, and I, you have to put Trevor Lawrence there, right? And then after that, the Jets, the Jets are the most intriguing pick, I think, in the entire first round at number two. They have two first-rounders, but at number two, because they could go quarterback if they, if they trade Sam Donald. Uh, they could go offensive line with Penesul, the uh, offensive lineman from Oregon. They could go wide receiver, uh, but I, I, I really think that they could move out of that spot and let another team like Atlanta, who's sitting at four, needing a quarterback. Detroit at seven, needing a quarterback. Carolina at eight, needing a quarterback. Any one of those teams could move up. So, depending on where these, you know, the the veterans go and, and some of the the free agency issues, kind of. Uh, free up, you could see a lot of movement. New England needs a quarterback. They're sitting at 15. Where does Aaron Rodgers go? Where does Matt Stafford go? Does Jimmy Garoppolo leave San Francisco and go to New England and, and New England then doesn't need a quarterback at 15 because because Aaron Rodgers goes uh, to San Francisco? So there's so many different things that could play out between now and the draft, but those are the teams. One, with Jacksonville. Two, the Jets. Four, Atlanta. Seven, Detroit. 
Carolina at eight. Those are the teams in the top ten that, that right now are quarterback needy. And you've got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson from BYU, Justin Fields from Ohio State, Trey Lance from North Dakota State, and Mac Jones from, from Alabama. All are legitimate top 20 quarterbacks in this year's class. That's an unbelievable star power there, all heading to a couple days from now, January 30th at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. And for those of you wondering, I'm sure you know somebody is wondering, Mac Jones, redshirt junior, but the reason he's at the Senior Bowl is he's already a college graduate. Todd, I believe that is correct, right? Yes, that is correct. Right. There, there are 16, 16 juniors that are college graduates that were allowed here. And, and previously, before Jim Nagy took over, the high was four. So it's, it's going in the right direction. Like it, If you graduated college and you're going, trying to play in the NFL, you should have the opportunity to be here and to showcase what you can do. And we've gone from four to 16 juniors who have graduated, and I think that's, that, that's the right thing for, for all of these guys. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're doing something right, getting it done before the eligibility expires and hoping to go from a Saturday star to a Sunday superstar. Todd will continue to follow you. I was watching on SportsCenter the other day, too. This will be great for the first look. The path to the draft begins at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Thank you very much, Todd. Todd, 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 Todd. Todd. <laughs> it's too Thanks, early Todd. It's too early for that. Tune into my Greenberg show, Greeny, which immediately follows ours. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Greeny taking you inside the stories of the day as only he can. The newsmakers, the A-listers today. Mark Cuban, the Mavericks owner from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN Radio. Uh, Mark is going to join Mike at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. He was the guy that told us, warned us, don't be surprised if Tom Brady joins the Bucks. They all laughed at him. <laughs> that sounded like Chucky. He laughed last, and now he's here to tell us after the break how much longer Tom will be. Yeah, playing. he doesn't know. <laughs> That's Jeff Darlington. He's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. What Thomas Edward Brady has done in his 40s just flat boggles my mind. How can you just put on another jersey and wind up in the same situation, which is another Super Bowl appearance? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds to go. Lakers lead by one. LeBron guards Curry. Out top, Harris with five. Harris drives on Caruso. Hangs, fires, shoots, and makes it with 2.4 to go. The Lakers don't have timeout. Sixers lead by one. Caruso looking to inbound. Inbound, it goes to Davis. Davis dribbling with, he be there, he throws it up. And no good. And the Sixers beat the Lakers 107-106 on a game-winning shot by Tobias Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. If you're a Sixers fan, you heard it on 97.5, the Fanatic. Sixers have been terrific at home. Lakers had been terrific on the road. But as Key said, just one game. 
One game. One game. Lakers-Celtics, Saturday night, prime time on ABC is the NBA's best you rivalry. You played Detroit tonight, though, man. Lakers-Celtics. You, you didn't even mention that. Well, it's not the bad boys anymore. Lakers-Celtics is Lakers-Celtics, right? That's also good for the company. Saturday night on ABC. This is really good news for David Culley. I'm guessing you may not have heard of this guy's name. Not too long ago, he'd been an NFL assistant for 27 years, largely under Andy Reid. Spent the last couple of years passing game coordinator, wide receivers coach, assistant head coach for John Harbaugh. In Baltimore, he fills the NFL's seventh and last coaching vacancy and the only African-American hired in the cycle. He is 65 years old. First thing he needs to do, talk to 25-year-old, you know it, Deshaun Watson. And some big news from Major League Baseball. Through seven seasons with the Yankees, we're going to talk a little more baseball coming up in about 15 minutes. The free agent right-hander Masahiro Tanaka announcing today he'll return to Japan to pitch for the Rakuten Golden Eagles in the Nippon Professional Baseball League. You might remember Yankees shored up the lineup a little bit by getting Corey Kluber. I know it's not the same Corey Kluber. They also picked up Jamison Tyon. I think they wanted to pair those guys behind Garrett Cole. But now they'll have to worry about trying to fill the hole from Tanaka and Sports Center is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. What Thomas Edward Brady has done in his 40s, and this year in particular, just flat boggles my mind. How can you just put on another jersey and wind up in the same situation, which is another Super Bowl appearance? If he beats Patrick Mahomes after knocking off Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers on the road in consecutive weeks, then I think it just might be the most amazing thing we've ever seen in sports. I mean, Greeny's there in his 50s. He's seen a lot of sports. He certainly would have that opinion. And I don't think it's far-fetched at all, by the way. I want to give a quick shout-out. Great, You're going to see all the great stats over the next week on Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, the Bucs, the Chiefs, all this stuff. The great college football writer Bruce Feldman used to be our old colleague here at ESPN. Key, I'm sure you've dealt with him over the years, Southern California guy. Great, great note that when Brady took part in that first, that first big one, Mahomes was in kindergarten. <laughs> in fact, Josh Allen was also in kindergarten. If you think it about happens, how man. long ago Mahomes in oh, kindergarten when Brady starts making – his legend. Speaking of Brady, I want to bring in Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Jeff, uh, listen, last February 27th, you shook the football world. You went on Get Up on ESPN with our guy, with our guy Greeny. Could have done it on our show, but we didn't have a show at the time. But I, kn- I knew you would have come on our show first. But um, yeah. you, you basically went on there and said, look, he's not going to come back. People need to get used to the fact that this is going to happen. So I set that up by saying nobody knows him more than you. Nobody's had better reporting on time, Brady than you have throughout his one-year stay here in Tampa. So I guess the question is, right out of the gate, I mean, how much longer do you think this lasts? Well, that's a, that's a very good question. And, and uh, you know, guys, I can, I can tell you that I, don't, I, don't, I know that he's not sitting here saying, you know, he signed a two-year contract with the Bucks, And uh, I know that he, his, in his mind, he's not sitting here saying, I'm going to fulfill that contract and retire. Um, I I really envision him playing beyond this two-year contract, and I do envision it happening in Tampa. Um, so to answer your question, like that would put him at 45 years old. I know he's talked a lot about being 45 uh, and retiring, but I think it also has to do with the fact that his, him and his family are very happy in Tampa. They've really enjoyed um, the life that they're living there and the, and the, the, uh, the challenges that, that Tom has been able to take on. And by the way, Brady thinks that next season – Already, if we're looking forward, Brady thinks that, that they have a much better shot of being a much better team 
next season than they were this season. Man, you know, Jeff. The interesting thing about that, though, is you, as you watch Brady, it does not appear to me that he is slowing down at all. I mean, he really doesn't. It looks like he could potentially yeah. play another three, four years. He doesn't. You can tell when a guy like Philip Rivers, right. you can right. tell like that was, he gave it all he had and the ride was over in Tom's case. I, it doesn't work out to be that way. How does to he me fe- too, Keyshawn. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was going to say like, to me also like, Midway through the season, I think when all of us were saying, man, is he hitting a little bit of a cliff here because his deep ball, he went 23 consecutive incomplete deep passes. It was the longest such streak by a quarterback since 2017. So all of a sudden it's like, okay, is this, is this the beginning of the end? And then he goes on a tear since then, since the bye, in which he leads the NFL in deep passes longer than 20 yards, in attempts, in yards, and touchdowns in that category. So – to your point, even this season when it felt like you were seeing the cracks, all of a sudden he turned it around and finished strong. So when so now that he is in the seventh Super Bowl, uh, you know, not seventh, I'm sorry, tenth Super Bowl, trying to get mm-hmm. to a seventh win, what do you think he's thinking? Like going through his mind of, of you know, seven, ten, like yeah. I'm the – I'm the greatest ever. Like, what's in the mindset right now? So I know one of the big things for him coming down to Tampa was it wasn't necessarily to just win another Super Bowl. He felt like his legacy was cemented by what he had previously done. It's not to say that he that that wasn't the end goal in terms of getting, you know, the, the eventual goal. But what he wanted to do was truly challenge himself in a way that he hasn't done yet. And um, by by going to an organization and and changing some of the culture, he looked at the Bucks as being a team that had a lot of pieces in place, but that could use some new culture, some new leadership. And so so I think in that regard, if he's looking at this season as a success, yes, it is about getting to the Super Bowl and ultimately, in his mind, winning it. But it's also about continuing to change a culture and prove that that you can do just that, that you, you don't have to be the most athletic or the, you know, the fastest, and you can still come in and, and impart your wisdom on an organization and, as a result, get them to the promised land. Jeff, it's one of these Super Bowls where you feel like Patrick Mahomes is trying to grab and snatch the torch away from Tom Brady about, right. I am the new dynasty moving forward. You've been on our show, which I've referenced multiple times throughout the course of the year, when you compared him to Michael Jordan what are the what are the attributes that make them similar in your mind? Well, I know that um, I remember talking to Matt Moore in the locker room one time, and we were kind of talking about uh, the, that's Mahomes' backup, one of his backups in Kansas City, and and he, and that was exactly his reference. Like he's just like he's, he's like Michael Jordan in the sense. I think that not only I, mean, I was talking to Travis Kelsey about this yesterday. Not only is it that he is. An obvious talent, but it is a a player who, while seemingly very nice on the surface, and he is such a wonderful human, he also has that edge about him too. Like I don't know if you saw this after this game. It wasn't an hour after the game that he retweeted a graphic that ESPN had on Countdown, <laughs> yes. where it gave yep. the edge to Josh Allen in the game. <laughs> like that's 
that feels a little Michael Jordanish to me, you know, like, and then I took it personally. So I think that he just has an edge about him that matches a skill set that ultimately uh, leads to greatness. But Jeff, why, why does it feel like there, you know, it, it's interesting every time Michael Jordan was going to the playoffs, granted, the more he won, the more the legend continued to build, but you felt this, uh, this overwhelming pressure on MJ to constantly live up to it. It yeah. kind of feels like every time I talk about Kansas City that they're playing with house money to a degree right now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, and in part, that's the way that they've built the team. I mean, it's not like he's sitting there, you know, as much as he deserves so much credit. Like he is, we, we do need to point out that he's doing it with a head coach and Andy Reid, with players like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, arguably the best tight end wide receiver combo uh, in the league right now. So I, I think that while he does feel that pressure and while, that, while he's willing to embrace it, he also has guys around him um, that, that are willing to kind of shoulder that load with him. And to me, if they can kind of keep that culture going and keep that talent going, uh, I, I think that will allow him to maybe not, not feel the strain of the pressure um, for, for at least arguably several more years. Jeff, I heard you had a little cat fight going on with Diana Rossini on the radio Man, this week that Rossini, you – Wait, but you know, that, you, that you are not covering the Super Bowl – despite terrific Tom playing in it. Do you know, no, do you know that the reason that she went there, she went with the easy, cheap out because she was on the radio talking about how Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were in the same class. So I was sitting next to her and had to speak up about that nonsense. I love Josh Allen, but that is a grotesque comparison at this point. Patrick Mahomes is head and shoulders above everybody. I said that in the background of a radio shot. You guys know how Rossini is. She's Jersey. She goes dirty. She doesn't hey, care. Hey, 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 now, Jeff. Hey, I'm Come from on, New Jersey, don't... too, but she's a little okay. different. It's just a little Takes different. Takes one to no one. That's what you're saying? It's only exactly. so, it's only so many one. spaces down at the Super Bowl for y'all, man. One thing at a time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you know what? Diana deserves it. She just, you know, I'm not getting in her way. She'll, no. she'll cut me. <laughs> We love having you both on. We do throughout the course of the season. Diana will be among the 22,000 fans and 7,500 vaccinated frontline workers. It's going to be an unprecedented Super Bowl, of course, in an unprecedented time in all of our You lives. still were wrong about Brady, too. <laughs> yeah, you son. Yes. Hey, man, it's okay. It's your job to be wrong. <laughs> That's a good one. You get out on that exit stage right. Thank you very much, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Thanks, Thanks and uh, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let me just do a mea culpa for the 8,000 employees that work at ESPN. I wasn't on the NFL show where they chose Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. I'm maybe thinking Patrick Mahomes had the toe injury. He had the concussion. Maybe he didn't. So when the guys were making the choice in the AFC title game, when you're checking off who's better at what position, when it came down to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to have to say there had to be some extenuating circumstances for them to pick Josh Allen. But I apologize on behalf of everyone. I think we all know you give that one a mulligan, you're going Patrick Mahomes all the way. A reminder to check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision. The original series is now streaming only on a, uh, Disney+. Plus. On the way, yesterday, yeah, a bunch of controversy with the Hall of Fame. A bunch of controversial dudes. But just a day later, a reminder, the polar opposite, baseball's all-time good guy is coming to the rescue. Thursday, Mark Cuban will be among my guests, one of the most interesting people in the world of sports. We'll talk about matters inside and outside the NBA. Don't miss it. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. 
More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Here we go. Yesterday, we all know the deal with what happened. Barry Bonds not getting in. Roger Clemens not getting in. Kurt Schilling not getting in. Although each received the highest percentage they ever have in their nine years on the ballot for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Something happened in 2014 that a lot of people didn't pay attention to. Back in 2014, the people that essentially say how long you're going to be on the ballot, everybody that sets the rules. Back in 2014, guys, they changed the rules. Back in 2014 and before, you had 15 years on the ballot. Not 10. You had 15. In 2014, they changed it to 10. They basically lopped off a third of your opportunity to get in via the writers. You could always get in via the Veterans Committee. Why did they do that? There's a lot of people that think the reason they did that mm-hmm. is so guys like Clemens and Bonds and Schilling couldn't get in. All have one year left. Schilling doesn't even want the 10th year. But think about it. Schilling was just 16 votes short. There's over like 400 people that cast a vote. So if he'd been on the ballot for another six years, right, he's in his ninth year. Let's say they went to 15. It's reasonable to assume that at some point in the next six years, he would pick up 16 votes and actually make it to the Baseball Hall of Fame. So nobody gets in this year. But just a reminder, the class of 2020, the late Marvin Miller, Ted Simmons, my guy, the great Blake Street Bomber, Larry Walker with the big cat, Andres Galarraga and Vinny Castilla in Denver, and Derek Jeter are Mm. all going to be inducted this summer. They got in last year, but of course the coronavirus canceled everything in Cooperstown. So here they come this year. And here's what I want to say about Jeter. For all of the controversy those three guys had, this is Mr. Squeaky Clean. And Jay, I know you're a Yankee fan, so I want to pass a couple things towards you. And this is why I love Jeter so much. Besides the fact that he did everything right, the turn two foundation, the flip play, if you're watching this morning on ESPN News. Never in Derek Jeter's career, guys, was he the MVP. And I think you could argue there was never one year in his career where he was the best player in baseball. There's always somebody there. In my opinion, he was never the best player in baseball in any year, yet, despite that designation, 
He was the face of baseball for a generation. Who's the face of golf? Tiger, because he was the best. Who's the face of tennis? Djokovic and Federer. Why? They're the best. Who's the face of the NBA? LeBron, Giannis, Jordan, whatever. The, they were the best, right? It is very hard to be the face of your sport if you're not even the best player in your sport. He was consistent as consistent comes and was great in the playoffs, as we all know. But that distinction, never being an MVP, to do it. Second thing I would say, and this is not why he got into the hall. This is probably one reason why people thought he hung around a little bit too much. Derek had a great 20-year career. Of course, everybody knows all with the New York Yankees. Jay, the reason I really admire Jeter is because when he used to make that trademark Remember that throw, that sort of like short hop throw he'd make from shortstop, fired around and throw off to first base? In year 20, he couldn't make that throw. Do you know why? Because after 20 years, you're not supposed to be able to make that throw. There was never a hint of PEDs. There was never a hint of anything. His body broke down like an old man, like we all do when we play 20 years at the highest level of our sport. So for all the controversy for these three guys yesterday, Key, the fact that Marvin Miller, Ted Simmons, and Larry Walker, Jay, I know you want to get in here. Let's go to you first, being the all-time Yankee fan among the trio here. He gets in for doing everything right that all of these guys got criticized for yesterday. And I can't wait to see him this summer. You know what else I love about DJ? It's a legendary thing, Zubin. I'm not sure you know about it. Go Two words. <laughs> Gift basket, Zubin. Oh. <laughs> Gift basket. Oh, Zubin knows about it. Zubin, yes. I'm not sure you know about that. Legendary. I do. Not exactly protects. 800 flowers. A little yes. off not on the gift different. basket. Hey, but but hey, Key, speaking of man, gift, he can do what he want to do. Gift baskets. Coming back to New York City, I, I have to bring something up because it, it blew my mind. Just because we, we have actually have done some business together, how do you know the name Bethany Frankel? Like, how much Real Housewives do you watch that you just know everybody's name off the top of your head like that? That's for you. That's definitely not for me. Well, <laughs> I mean, I played in New York, obviously, and I do watch. Well, I don't watch the New York Housewives anymore. I'm on to, like, Dallas Housewives and always Orange County Housewives. I've been there religiously since the beginning. I like it because it's a train wreck, and I always want to, in my mind, I'm like, the husbands, though, man, them dudes just be, they just be taking it with no problem at all from their wives and no argue. They, they run them. I'd be like, you just. Jay and shit. I are Jersey natives. What about Real Housewives in New Jersey? Is that I, any didn't, good? I didn't like that. No, nah, I'm, I'm yeah. an Orange County, Dallas, and the wives be punking the husbands, like just religiously. And I'd be like, oh, okay, interesting. They spin up all the money. They burn up. They burn through it, though, Jay. They rings be big as microphones. Zubin, I mean, I got it. I got it. Zubin. You know how my mind always works with all these different shows. Go Show for it. concept. We have to do like a training day scenario, kind of similar to Denzel Washington, but with Keyshawn, with all these Real Housewives husbands. Like, but, you need to bring them to a training day gauntlet series. And, and, and the crazy thing, all of them be showing off their closets with all these purses. And so, whenever my wife walk in the room, I just turn the TV, turn the channel. <laughs> Don't want her getting no ideas. Don't, don't, no, we're not getting ready to burn through it like that. But it, it it's, it's just interesting. That's all. It's, it's interesting. You know, um, it, it's interesting, I would say. Jay, what's your guilty pleasure? Key has now said on national TV and radio that he's into the house. What's, what's your kind of like, Jay Will watches that? Uh, I just, I just, I, I can't help. Like, I, I literally am a binge watcher on Netflix and all. Like, I will, I will go through a series in a day. Like, I, um, what's the, the chess show? Uh, Queen's Gambit in yeah. a, like in a day yeah. and a half. Like I just can't help it. Like I'm, it, gonna, I'm like I'm gonna cancel meetings. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna cancel <laughs> meetings 
I'm like, ah, look, I'm just really into this series. Can't make the 530 call and, tonight with the guys. And the great Sorry. thing about it, they always, <laughs> and the great thing about these shows, Housewives, they always drunk. They always drinking. And there's always going to be somebody get pushed in the pool by one of their friends because they don't like her. And gossiping Somebody's about, weave is coming out. So, gossiping about some man she done slept with who used to go out with that other girl. It's all that sort of stuff. I know, Zubin. I'm I, really I missing out. Like, I am totally, <laughs> totally missing out on this. Zubin, what are you watching at home? Just what sports. are we watching? You know I'm boring. I just I, watch sports. I watch sports, <laughs> no. too, but every now and then I got to relax and, and see some stuff. And they all got fancy cars. Every last one. They in Bentleys and Ferraris. All got kids that don't listen to them. 